Jesus, it's packed. Yeah, go down the back there, so. Welcome to the Snog with Richie and Lavin. Hello, hello and welcome. This is the Snog Podcast, a podcast from the west coast of Ireland, where we uh, interview all types of folks from all types of life, um, talk about their interests, their side hustles, their passions, and uh, get to know a little bit about them. That's the crack now, anyway. How's yourself? I'm great. You're Richie. I'm Richie. And I'm Lavin. You're Lavin. Yeah. Do we usually do that? Yeah. Do we? All right. Yeah. I forgot. I'm not at that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm Grant. I'm good. Yeah. How so, yourself? Not too bad now. So this is the first one we've recorded actually since the release, isn't it? It is, yeah. No, yeah. it's interesting. It's interesting. We're getting some we're getting some decent feedback anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy yeah. with that. Yeah. 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 We're actually uh, we've rechristened ourselves as well. Yeah, we're the Schnog instead of the Snug. The Snug with a H. I think uh th- th- there's some other podcast out there called the Snug. Yeah, uh, let's not talk about that. Uh-huh. <laughs> So we're the schnog, and we uh, we find out about that a little bit too late. A little so, too late. Yeah. So sorry, other podcasts that have the same name. Uh, any crack? How are you? Uh, I am grand. Yeah, I just had uh, the old exhibition there. Yeah. And it went great. Where did you have it? In uh, Tubber County Clare, and uh, every seat in the house was filled. It was more of a multimedia thing. So we had, you know, a video that we had edited, and um, lighting and sound and musicians and and the paintings themselves and it turned out great i was happy out yeah it was great yeah you were there yeah it was a good night it was a good night and then we went to the pub afterwards yeah. it's fucking brilliant yeah so um but it was successful probably do something like that again in the future um i would feel i'll do kind of multimedia shows every now and again but i'll probably do more like just not like classic putting your paintings up in a studio not studio, like a fucking gallery. Yeah. People come in, look at the paintings, have a bit of wine. There was no wine at this thing, there was no, which was fucking weird. There was only tea. There was only tea. It was <coughs> strange. Like, but at the same time, it's just, I guess that's the the gallery didn't have. Um, the gallery space was beautiful and amazing. It was one of the best yeah, spaces I've been in. It's an old church, was it? Oh, no, old converted uh, Protestant church. Oh. So, um, but for some reason there was no wine. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, we got we got enough uh, in the pub afterwards. We weren't uh, there that long that you'd be missing it. No, exactly. It was about an hour long. One night only kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, it was good. I'm going to uh, Netherlands uh, on Saturday. I've never been before. Have you never been before? No. Never been. Have you been? I have, yeah. Where? Amsterdam? Only Amsterdam. Of course. I'm not even going there. I'm going to Eindhoven. You're probably better off. I think so. It was was fine, but it was very much... uh, Lads weekend in Amsterdam. Yeah, uh, I've yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The crack in Amsterdam. What's that? You know that one, the the Christian War song? No, oh, yeah. <laughs> the weekend that we had in Amsterdam. Or whatever the fuck it goes. But it was fi- it was fine. Yeah. Um but I, I, I wouldn't do a weekend like that again to be honest. No, with you. sure I, I don't fucking I really don't really do much of the things that happen in Amsterdam anymore anyway. Yeah. So I really couldn't care less. Well, we, we just Huh? We just walked around town really for oh, did hours you, yeah. and just like had a few jazzy cigarettes and oh the jazzy that, cigarettes that's yeah. about it like you know yeah, you get a few overpriced beers and that's about it like yeah, I know, wish it, I was like I wish I was like twenty four and like then it would be amazing yeah but at the same time I'm happy I'm happy to go to Eindhoven yeah it's like Disneyland when you're twenty four and sure. hang out with my Dutch friends who yeah. can't fucking say their s's <laughs> you know the Dutch they all have that kind of sh- you know they really do have that sh- that way of speaking smoking a pancake yeah but uh, they're fucking great crack they're, I've I've noticed the Dutch uh, uh, can sort of 
understand that you're taking the piss. Where they're they're very like the Germans, but the Germans don't understand you're taking the piss. If that makes sense, you know what I mean. Yeah. Germans are very. Uh, why you say this thing? Uh, the thing you say there doesn't. And then, but the Dutch are like, oh yeah, huh? Very, yeah, I get you. Literal. I get you. So at times. Yeah, just generalizing. You know, other so you're heading off on other, uh, other cultures here. You're heading off on Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. So it should be good fun. Yeah, it should be. It sounds fairly civilized, to be honest. Sure. Yeah, we'll see how civilized it is. I'll let you know in the next... Because we're recording the very next day I get back, aren't we? Potentially, yeah. Well, I'll let you know how civilized yeah, it was. Well, I'll know when I see you. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, sure to get the show rolling. Uh, today we're joined by uh, Jimmy McDonald. He is a writer and musician from Chum Galway and who has just released a book of poetry called After Them. How are you, Jimmy? Hey, how are you? Good to be in the snug. Thanks very much for joining us. Any crack? How are you keeping? Keeping well now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm uh, reading in my hometown on in Chum on Saturday. So today is Wednesday. What are you reading? Uh, I'll be reading from the book. Uh, the good book. The good book. Yeah, my own, my own, uh, my own take on the good book. Uh, yeah, so that 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 that'll be great. It said, uh, you know, I I want. I've already had a physical launch in Charlie Burns, so that was that was. Uh, my own little uh, nice. version of uh, I don't know, playing Tume Stadium or something yeah, like it that. It was, was a great <laughs> night as well, actually. To be honest with you. <laughs> it was great, uh, but I wanted to do something in Tume because that's where I'm from, and there's a few people there who didn't make the the launch in Galway that I'd like to kind of have come along. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're Tume born and bred, then, kind of, are you? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I uh, I, I uh, lived there till I was 18, and I uh, went to then I went off to college, but. Uh, yeah, uh, Tum is a Tum, Tum, Yeah, Tum is where I'm from. Uh, I said I'd probably go back there every week to see my dad. Uh, still have friends there, and yeah, yeah, it's definitely. Um, even though like I haven't lived there in a long time, I, I always say that I'm from there because yeah. uh, you know uh, Tum is a special place. It's a state of mind, and you kind of have to let people know you're from there. You know, a state of mind. That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> all right. Um, the, the people always ask me, and everyone always brings up the saw doctors, huh? Yeah, what yeah. You, what to take on them? I love them. I absolutely love them. Of course my, you do. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, my my brother is a is a touring member oh, of, of the band now. So, uh, kind of, it's funny how life comes around. Like, uh, he's uh, he started playing music quite young. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, when he was thirteen, he opened. For the Saw Doctors, he was in a band called the Kyolans. Okay, yeah. The Saw Doctors are playing a huge gig in Tume Stadium at the kind of peak of their fame. Uh, and uh, yeah, Noli was Noli was playing there and, you know, kind of 30 odd years later, he's in the band. Yeah, uh, that's brilliant. But, you know, the docs are great and have always been um, very encouraging of, of other artists yeah. in Tume. Yeah. Uh, you know, bring, I've always brought bands from Tume on the road with them, like uh, Strange Boats, uh, the Ralphs, Noli when he was doing his solo stuff. Uh, so I, yeah, I, 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 I think they're great. I kind of think, uh, well, up until recently, I, I think they're kind of underrated. I think they're uh, absolutely, yeah. They're uh, they, um, you know, N Seventeen is the greatest song uh, about immigration written, really. You know. Uh, Irish immigration certainly, and uh, but you know it got it got kind of uh, performed as part of a New Year's Eve thing, and it's uh, 
yeah and i think they should be seen live they're just i yeah I, a big fan big fan you know yeah, you know what brilliant. you you could bump into them so you're walking on this you of know course, yeah, yeah. in tune and you'd be like right that lad's in a that lad's in a band uh i can ask him about being in a band where should i buy my guitars how do i tune my guitar you know i you know i suppose when you're getting into words asking him about lyrics and you know it was just a very uh it wasn't like you were at home watching mtv you know you were like you were like well there's the saw doctors and sure yeah i can have a lash at that now i went to sc- with, um, a school now i you know i i had a fine time at school it wasn't a bad place or anything but it was like jarlitz which was like football was religion you know yes of course but when you were in tune and you had someone like the saw doctors and you were kind of leaning towards an artistic side of things it was very accessible it wasn't uh some kind of arty farty airy fairy thing it was like okay well you can also do this thing you know there's nothing like a saw doctor's gig to be honest no there you. isn't it's they're, they're phenomenal fantastic life to be yeah with you. first yeah. time i seen him was oxygen like 2007 <laughs> yeah, i think wow. i was there was, were you there yeah yeah were you in the crowd i was, I, I was we, we had gotten it, it had started they were like the first act on that day yeah and so we ran down and i had a bottle of um vodka in my <laughs> hidden in my underpants wow and um there was a um you know when they frisky on the way in, uh, one of the it was like it went up to the lady and she just looks down. And she's like, "Really?" I'm like, "It's all me." It's all me. She's like, "All right, come on through." So we run down as they're playing. I think they're playing N17. They're playing like one of the hits, yeah. and we run down there and we get right to the front of the stage and we find a mayo flag just on the ground. Pick it up, bring it up. Oh, it was brilliant. Just held that the whole fucking gig. <laughs> and then, um, and then they they had on Bebo shared a picture of like a shot from the stage of the audience and sure enough there we were with the fucking mayo flag happy days none of us were mayo like but you know <laughs> you keeping were them happy yeah, absolutely what you call it um, yeah we remember when they played down in the uh, docks for the uh, Volvo Ocean yeah jeez that was crazy you yeah. know jeez it must have been about you know five six thousand people I'd there, say so yeah. yeah everybody yeah. doing Tommy K <laughs> yeah um, so would you have come from a musical background then the family or? um well i suppose i grew up in a house that, that like uh i suppose that my friends my my parents would have had friends over and uh they they uh they they had i suppose like they had they had a couple of friends that were like their cool friends you know yeah, yeah. like if i go through my parents vinyl now i'll see kevin hanley who was a uh, um, a good friend of my parents and his uh, his ex wife Carmel, and you know they uh, they they went to Neil Young and stuff like that and knew how to play it. And my dad could my dad was a big Stones fan. My mum was into Guy Clark that kind of stuff. Guy Clark's brilliant, yeah. Oh, amazing, amazing. Tom's Van Zant in there. All that stuff, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then when my brother was I think twelve, he was playing an exhibition game of rugby in the sports ground in Galway uh, before the All Blacks and he tore his ligaments in uh, I don't know one of his legs and he was his foot was in a cast for a few weeks and what was my sister's guitar became my brother's guitar ah yes and you know when the cast came off he he was never going to be a rugby player after that he was he was a musician and um yeah, and my folks, I suppose, are just very encouraging of that. And for yeah, like, and then I suppose as I got older, I started to get into music myself. And I was in a band when I was sixteen, and 
Yeah, so like I suppose I grew up in a house that like encouraged what was your, uh, music. band name in sixteen? <laughs> we were called Hershey Bear. Hershey Bear. Yeah, B A R E. Okay. After, <laughs> in sixteen-year-old fashion, uh, we went to see uh, the Judge Dredd movie uh, that I think Sylvester Stallone the Stallone was in. one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he took I off his helmet the whole time. A forgotten gem. And uh, the Judge Hershey was played by a by a woman called Diane Lane, and I suppose we liked the look of her. Ah, uh, yes. You know, it was you know, I I think I I don't know. It was just one of those things that only only we got. But you know, I mean, every sixteen year old's band name is what just what they get. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, that's that's the best. I mean, my favorite band names are sixteen year olds' band names. They're <laughs> fucking. They're always really. They're funny. They're always great. Like you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, and, you know, like, we we were just, uh, like, I suppose Tune was the kind of place, there was venues we could play, uh, you know, we had a shed that my parents were just like, go in there, make a racket, and, yeah, I, so I suppose without being musicians themselves, our parents very much encouraged us to kind of explore that, you know. And was Tune, what, what year was this, say, so when you were teens, 16, yeah. around 90, mid the mid-90s, around 95. Uh, and th- what what are the good venues in Tune then, around that oh, time? Well, Where did you all, play as 16-year-olds? They're all, they're all gone now, the Sportsman's was one, uh, we did, uh, where else, I think we did a gig in the Mall, Theatre, Cinema, uh, we did a gig in the Park, Open Air, that wow. was good old crack, God bless the Lions Club. Uh, <laughs> that was I got a girlfriend out of that gig, you know. So that was that's, 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 that's important stuff when you're, you know, sixteen, you know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's played the park. He's played the park, girls, you know. In tune. Did you start writing? Were you writing your own stuff then? Yeah, uh, we 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 wrote. Uh, we did uh, write our own songs. Not not a load of them. I think we we brought out a a, a cassette with uh, f- like four four songs on it. Not bad. When we were when we were kids, uh, and I was writing lyrics then, very earnest, inspired by like you know cheery stuff like Radiohead and Smashing Pumpkins. And what have you been the primary writer in the band? Uh, I was the primary songwriter, okay. lyric writer, and then uh, the other lads in the band came up with the riffs and all that yeah. and the, the intricate stuff. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, but but it, I I wasn't especially prolific, and I it was probably only really in my late twenties that I started writing again and started writing in earnest. Yeah, you know. And so, you were a guitar player, yes. A singer. Uh, oh, a singer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So your brother I, plays guitar. I, yeah, okay, yeah. My okay. brother and my friends. I I've I I I, I had a tur. I kind of took up a terrible habit when I was sixteen of kind of gravitating towards people that knew how to play the guitar and being like well I can be the singer <laughs> yeah oh, okay. oh yeah yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you're one of those guys yeah yeah, yeah. I'm still one of those guys you know our, I'm, our, uh, our I'm, problem was always um, we could never find a singer so we all had to like figure it out how to do it because we all want to play guitar and shit yeah so we're like fuck we just gotta figure out how to fucking sing now you know we had one singer kind of, yeah, my buddy Derek Conway he was a good singer but yeah but you know you need you need more people to sing as well like you know yeah, but I mean, to uh, that's a good way of doing it to get out of playing an instrument, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what 
what was the idea of Galway to guys that were playing music in Shum? Was it was it an accessible place when you're in your teens trying to get gigs in in, in Galway? Mm, not really. I mean, because we 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 were we were young, you know. We we, we weren't old enough to play in pubs. Uh really. And, and we weren't like well, we 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 could have in we did in Shum, you know. Yeah. But we we couldn't really uh, uh go hustling up kind of gigs in Galway. Uh, so that's that 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 wasn't something we did, and we were all in school and kind of academically minded for the most part. So yeah. we didn't want to be kind of a, and we wouldn't have been allowed to be played <laughs> yeah. in the Roisin Dove on a Thursday night, you know. Yeah, that's true. But your dad has to pick us up after. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So um, then did you leave tune behind then to go after college then when you finished up? Um. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like I, 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 I um, God, you know, uh. You know, it's it. It seems like a a fairy tale now with the the way accommodation is gone. But you know, when I was eighteen, you were you know, like it was relatively affordable to move into a house with your friends and pay rent. Yeah, and you live in Galway, and you know, you know, you well, you know, of course, you'd kind of run at that opportunity. I think. To, to and I think it's important when you're 18 to kind of learn how to live with other people and learn how to you know live with your friends and not burn your dinner and all that you know yeah yeah but um, burn their dinner though yeah <laughs> <laughs> always burn their dinner uh, but you know Richie you never you never leave tune behind it's uh, well that's yeah that's true yeah it's never. always there with my you. god well <laughs> I'm, I'm allowed to give out about the place but you know I don't know when when I've been, last been to tune actually I can't remember ever. I can't remember I've never been out in a night out in it, actually. No we should go out in a night Come out That'd be good fun Come out this Saturday Yeah yeah. yeah. What you got I've, I've been, been there to go For a match and stuff Alright yeah. Alright yeah. <coughs> What you got um, Just when you're talking About accommodation mm. there what, what, How much rent did you pay In the, the first house You lived in Oh god That's a I don't know Maybe 50, 50 Euros a week, a week Or yeah. something like yeah. that I think I was paying 60 a week yeah, fifty or sixty a week. Yeah, I think we were seventy-five when we moved in. Yeah, yeah. But like, Jesus Christ! I know. What would that get you now? Nothing. Uh, like nothing. A, book, a bucket to get spit in, maybe. Off. Like you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, like uh, my nephew now is in is in college, and most he's commuting. You know, getting the bus, and most so so are most of his friends. Uh, and you know. It's it's going well and all, but like, gee, oh my God, part of being eighteen and going into first year in college is just being let loose and going yeah. to lubas. Wrecking the place. Yeah. It's far too sensible to be. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but you going you, home every evening. You're not like you're, you're not, not commuting. You're not paying a mortgage. You know. You know? Yeah. <laughs> There's gonna be a generation of people who are not pissheads. <laughs> well, even you know, it, in all seriousness, it's going to yeah. generation of people that um, don't know how to live independently. You know that are yeah, probably living it. with their parents till they're twenty five, twenty six, till whatever they yeah. finish. and to no fault of their own. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's it. That is a huge. I mean, as much crack as it is, and as much development, it is about living independently and by you know. Yeah, it's it's a learning experience. You have to you know cook your cook for yourself three square meals a day. Yeah, try and get you know dry out the tea bags. <coughs> yeah, yeah, to be reused. Yeah, jeez, did you ever do that? Yeah, I don't really want to. You did talk. it? Yeah, I don't really want to talk about what all the things we got up to <laughs> trying to survive when we were younger. Like you know, because it's just ridiculous. Some of I never did that, it. but Eamon Healy told me he did that. Yeah, but you're like you know burning furniture for you know you know that um, burning furniture. Yeah, that's happened. Yeah. You know that. Um, 
really bad winter that we had you know when all the pipes you know the first like recently froze, like they like, expanded like yeah. seven or eight years ago yeah it was probably well it's probably more than that now jesus 10 12 mm. years ago oh i wasn't here you know just burning timber that you'd find around the house and like pallets that you'd bring up and stuff like that wow. it's grim days grim days well they're only gonna get worse yeah <laughs> <laughs> but everybody's living at home with their mammy so um, you know they don't have to worry about that at least <laughs> so uh what did you um what did you go to college for uh i did a degree in uh english and french uh so i loved english i mean i always i i did from a young age yeah and then to be uh you know to be in first year at the english department uh just doing stuff like ginsburg and you know learning about the beats i mean i kind of knew something about them because i was into bob dylan and the doors and stuff like that Dylan, a, a massive, massive. I could spend the hour talking about him, you know. Um, him and Ginsburg were good friends, y- weren't they? Yeah, yeah. You, like, one kind of led to the other and influenced the other. And Ginsburg is in like um, that Scorsese documentary. Uh, so, like, I, I just, I loved it. I mean, I found French more of a challenge, and you know, you know, could have put a bit more work into it. Uh, but like, I loved English, and like getting into like stuff like Zora Neale Hurston uh that that Alice Walker like yeah uh, e- even realizing what wasn't for you you like uh you know Sir Gawain and uh the Canterbury Tales and yeah, you yeah. know but you you know you still did, had to study it did Melville La- ever get you did you like Moby Dick no that I never really I I I never really gravitated towards that I think my tastes and Still are well. I, I I love Shakespeare. But my tastes are mostly twentieth century. Okay. Depressing. <laughs> Some sometimes depressing yeah. stuff. <laughs> uh, uh, Blood Meridian, Corbin McCarthy. Oh yeah, I wish yeah. I'd studied that. What a what a what a. He's a new book out. Uh, so I must I must dig that out. What um, uh, yeah. He's he's, he's amazing. Great. Like he. I uh, think I think all Americans say Cormac. 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 I mean, say Cormac McCarthy. Yeah. Or just Cormac, you know. Cormac, I know it rolls off our tongue a bit easier, you know. Uh, I'm sure they're studying him now. I hope they are. Well, uh, Blood Meridian, I think, was you know the whole idea of the American, the great American novel. novel. I think yeah. it was considered that in the '80s. I think it was released in the '80s. Mm. So you would assume they're fucking they're studying him. He's brilliant. He, Cormac McCarthy's fantastic. I love his stuff. Yeah, very dark, very um, nihilistic, but also there's such a love for letters in it as well, or words themselves. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's fucking fantastic. Yeah, and I mean, the road is like, you know, when you describe the story for, you know, post-apocalyptic cannibalism, it is quite depressing, but at its root is there's a father and son relationship, yes. which is quite beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, you know, it was his way of kind of reflecting on fatherhood. Uh, and I'd much rather read that than something kind of soppy and gushing, you yeah, know. Of course. Like, what a way to what a way to relate to your son, you know. Yeah. I wrote you this book. Oh, thanks, Dad. Oh thanks, my God, <laughs> it's bloody terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I find that the part when they go below. Yeah, when oh, they go into the cellar. God. Yeah, yeah. That always stuck out to me. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I think I read that book. I think I read it in a day. I think I just yeah. sat down and I read it all. Yeah. And I haven't done that with very many books. Absolutely. Amazing guy. It's brilliant. Yeah. So, like, since then, you know, English and, you know, just kind of being an avid reader with, uh, was just something I got to pursue and keep with me uh, since, since uh, you know, that I got to do in college and I've kind of kept with me, you know. And then I went back in NUI, let's see, about 13, 12, 13 years ago to do a master's in writing. Oh, that was the MA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this was in NUIG, isn't it? You was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or University of Galway. University of Galway, or yeah. whatever now. What is it? Yeah. Us- University College Gal- UCG, is you know, it? No, it's Houston University of Galway now. <laughs> It'll probably be called something else by the time we're finished. Yeah, we so. had this conversation in another episode. We're like, <laughs> what are they called? <laughs> the oh, arti- we already had this conversation? The yeah. artist formerly known as We're going to yeah. be having a lot of these. <laughs> I think last uh, last podcast we talked about the exact same thing we talked about a previous podcast as well. Yeah. yeah. But sure, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? Continuity. <laughs> but, but it was since that Masters, really, that I've said, you know to people if it ever comes up or what to do that I'm a writer you know and getting accepted onto that masters and doing that masters kind of gave me the confidence to say yeah this is uh this is what I do this is uh this is who I am and this is this is what I want for my life you know it was it was a great year you know like uh um you know I I could have uh (laughs) you know I don't know like it's not it's one of those masters that it's you know it's an artistic pursuit uh but i'm i'm I, i'm glad i did it you know yeah so undergrad is english yeah and uh, in french and you're studying other writers but you know you're writing essays about books you know yeah. you're not so th- it's a it's obviously a big jump to do an ma then in in writing yeah so, so what are they challenging you to do in, in the master's program then well you're there's I think over the course of the year you do something like seven modules and at the end of the year you have to write a portfolio so and then in one of those modules you have to specialize so you say right this is my novel or this is my play or this is my screenplay um and there weren't that many contact hours but you were expected to be writing to be kind of generating stuff and then some of the tutors are more involved than others but the the fiction uh, tutor was and I think still is Mike McCormick who wrote an amazing novel called Solar Bones um, oh, that's that's been turned into a play recently yeah, as yeah, well, yeah you know so to to, to kind of have access to that man's brain was 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 brilliant you know but he he took an interest I think he took an interest in all of us and said well this is this is your aesthetic this is how you write maybe read this novel and pursue this kind of side of, of how you write and work on plot a bit more uh, and that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, so like you, you were expected to be to be writing. Uh, it's you suppose the difference with an MA is that there isn't someone looking over your shoulder yeah. saying, well, you know, you know, what are you doing? It was like you were expected to be sending in stuff and on a weekly or whatever monthly kind of basis kind of thing uh but it was you know it was a great year like uh, out of that year i um we we uh we all came together the 12 of us i think that were in the class and we brought out a book 
and I got to read at Listowel Writers Week. Oh, great. And I did a master's class. Uh, what would you say? Like a, a master class with a, an amazing poet called Martina Evans, um, whose work I still love. But like, I suppose, you know, I had no idea that I'd wanted to do that in the September of the MA but when the when the Listowel Writers Week came around I had the confidence to go oh no I, I want to kind of sit in a room and I, I felt confident enough that I could have stuff or write stuff and show it to Martine Evans and go well, what do you think of that and this is what I do and you know it was it was um it was a brilliant year absolutely so, so this is the MA yeah it was yeah. one year it was one year yeah fuck yeah, yeah. that's great it was great is that uh, like <clears throat> Do MAs normally go just a year long? I, I think they do, for the most part. Okay. I suppose you, you're, you, you wrap up your MA in a year, and then if you want to, you go on to do a PhD and yeah. drive yourself cracked. Yeah, drive yourself cracked. <laughs> Doctor uh, of words. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a friend. Nothing! <laughs> I have a good friend who's... You see um, him at that point. You wouldn't want to do anything. So many I know, words. I know. Um, I, I have such respect for people that... Uh, that manage to do doctorates and PhDs, but they all seem to have a moment somewhere along the way where they they go mental, you know? Yeah, of course. Yeah, my missus is a PhD and she was just like, uh, you know, at a certain point, it's just a stress test. How yeah. long you can keep your mind together for and work slog at this for, you know, three, yeah. four, five years, however long it takes you. Like, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But she's Dr. Walsh now. Woo! Props. Dr. So, Walsh. Dr. All right. Walsh. Hello. So, Hi, Dr. Walsh. <laughs> she's in the back room there. She's there. Working away, working away. Happy days. Um, so was it was it was the prose that you were working on when you were in um, in the masters? Or yeah, were you doing a bit of poetry. I, I was doing was a bit of both. Uh, I was writing short stories. Uh, I I had a go writing a novel. It didn't work out. Uh, not, but I was writing poems, and the main part of my thesis was a collection of poems. Uh, so, uh, but but I I was I suppose I was mostly concentrating on uh, writing poems and fiction. As yeah. far as the novel not working out, what was the like? Why was it not gelling with you? Uh, I just it's hard. I, I just stopped kind of believing in it. I yeah. think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. Uh, I, I, I I I suppose it takes uh, for me. I I'm not sure. Uh, I think I I suppose you have that monkey on your back that's criticizing you. you know? Yeah, of course. Yeah, and 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 the, the monkey won out in the end. Uh, the monkey always wins. <laughs> that's what people don't know. Well, I I got I got there eventually. I did write a book, you know. Oh well, there you go. Uh, but you know, uh, I suppose I I I think I feel that I reached a point in my writing where I enjoyed reading novels yes more than i did <laughs> of course writing them you know yeah. uh like my god i, I love love uh, philip roth who was just i think everybody should tackle at least a book or, or five of his you know but mm. i don't know how he did it it, it no. seemed like he wrote he had 10 brains that could just access everything history um impeccable plotting glorious characters and I, I just never came together for me I mean who's to say uh, you know I'm, I might have another go You're at it again that's it me as well yeah everyone should try to write something anyway you know? yeah yeah 
So it, um, around then, you did win a prize for for uh, a short story. I did, yeah. You won uh, the Dublin One City One Book Prize. Yeah, that yeah. was awarded by uh, Joseph O'Connor. Joseph O'Connor, yeah, that was I think about was two thousand and eleven that I won that. Uh, yeah, it was so. How that prize works is that they they pick a book every year to be the kind of the book of Dublin and they promote it. The Dublin Library Service promotes it and kind of encourage people to read it. That year it was Joseph O'Connor's book and they take a line out of the book, a sentence, and you have to incorporate that sentence into your short story. Ah. Uh, and I wrote a short story called Cool as in Cool Park, C-O-O-L-E. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was about somebody who had uh, broken up with the woman and had Cool Park was a place that they had gone together and he had gone there by himself to kind of uh, say farewell to the to the relationship and had gone to, to there's a tree to, to cool off yeah there, there's a there's a tree in Cool Park with Yates's signature on it and uh, I think Shaw is there Lady Gregory um and kind of fortuitously enough the the book that the joseph o'connor book that was the one book one city one book that year was called ghostlight and um it's based around the kind that kind of literary scene that yates was part of okay so uh it was kind of my own good luck that joseph o'connor read it and went oh well you know yeah. it kind of with ref- reflects the novel in a way without intended to, i mean i hadn't even read the book at that stage so. We won't say that. We won't mention that. Though. Ah, well, I don't mind saying <laughs> that. I did eventually. It's it's an amazing book. I I think it's a, it's a, it's it's a really beautiful, beautifully, beautifully written book. Uh, and it's about Sing and a woman. He is Sting. Sing Sting. No, 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 no. Sing James Sing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, That's the lad who did the shit out in the, the play Islands, by yeah. the Western World. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and a woman he is rumored to have had an affair with. And yeah, sorry, I don't know. Sting. The, I mean, there's a novel there, I suppose. You know, oh but yeah, the breakup of the police. Yeah, I, yeah. Sting. Well, I'd say I, I'd say that would be a good novel. Uh, you know, speaking of another good, uh, what do you call it? Um, immigration song. Uh, Sting. The police. Uh, Englishman in New York. Very good one. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm an alien. I'm an you know that alien. Yeah, I'm yeah. That is true. Was was Sting's always to, on the mind. Wasn't that a coffee ad? It was it? Yeah, I think so. For Maxwell House or something like that, and you could just legal alien. He was like, "Oh, I like tea in my coffee or something." Like oh, that. oh wow. Maybe I'm, that was a dream. I had. God knows. It probably was. God a dream, knows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be such a strange song to use for a coffee ad. I'm definitely sure that that happened. We need to have someone in the background. We'll, yeah, looking we'll shit up. Verify yeah, that yeah. at a later time. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't podcasts cool. have that? Yeah. What yeah. does normally the, your man Joe Rogan have? Ah, oh, fuck man. Joe Rogan. He what can go he fuck have? himself. What does he have? He has some uh-huh. funny talks in the background, though. He's like, I have no comment. So no like, comment about Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan go fuck himself. I, w- I went to Mark Marin recently. Yeah. Uh, watched God up in Vicar Street. Oh, God, he pulled the piss out of him. It was amazing. They're, uh, they're very much loggerheads. Yeah. Yeah. That man is the reason I can't listen to uh, Joni Mitchell on my on my Spotify machine. So, mm. or Crosby, Stills, Nash, or oh, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, David Crosby had some glorious solo albums there recently. They're all gone. Neil Young, yeah. you know, yeah, uh, like 
I, you know, I need, I need my Johnny Mitchell fix. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I, I definitely find um, you're either a Mark Marin man or you're a Joe Rogan man. Yeah, well, and, okay. I know, and I know uh, which uh, side I fall on. So. Yeah. Well, I think everyone knows which side I fall on now. Mark good. Maron's grand as well. I like him. He fucking should. He's, yeah. he's very good. He's very he's good. Actually, I don't listen to much podcasts though. Like, I, I listen to uh, the Stuff You Should Know crowd. You know them? I don't. They just talk about fucking things you should know. And then uh, I listen to, what's his name? Fucking Conan O'Brien. Oh, I yeah. like him a lot. Mm, cool. Just because I like him anyway. I didn't he's know he had a podcast. Either did I. I like, I like him as well. Uh, uh, read that one out. What is it called? Uh, Conan Needs a Friend. <laughs> I don't know why I'm, I, he does not need me to plug this fucking his fucking podcast. <laughs> but yeah, there it is. Conan needs a friend. It's very cool. good. And a few Magic the Gathering podcasts, but that's about it. Great. We're kind of getting off. Uh, and this one too. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to this podcast. Yeah, this podcast. Snug. Anyway, back to me and the my book. Snug. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so when you you finished up the MA, yeah, you're writing short stories. Um, did the work as a, a a correspondent for the Connacht Tribune come out of that as well? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I wrote for the Tribune for like twelve years. Uh, Did Jesus? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From so I finished up there. I think about four years ago. From the age of like from my late twenties just till just before I turned forty, I think I wrote for the Tribune. Really? Where yeah, yeah. Uh, I was the music correspondent. Yeah, and that was great in terms of a you know getting published. You know, like. You know, if I was ever feeling down on myself, kind of, but none of my work is getting published, I'd be like, hold on now, you know. Yeah. I get in it, you know. My name is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm i I'm writing whatever, a thousand odd words every week for the Tribune and that's getting published. So, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So that was great in terms of discipline and getting published in terms of uh, learning, learning how to edit myself, really. I mean, I was lucky to have worked under Judy Murphy, who's still there, who's was the arts editor still is but is now the the uh the co-editor of the paper okay. you know and you know just learning stuff about style uh using the third person uh which is uh which i found invaluable really you know because i suppose you want your work to have a voice but also you don't want to dominate it too much you you want your you want the work to be the thing and not you so that when someone reads you, they're not really getting a sense of, well, this is me saying, telling you how I think. It's like, here's me, here's here's an article or here's a poem about something. Like, uh, and uh, yeah, it was great. And I, I you know, I got to, um, God, I, I got to talk to some real heroes over the over the, the time I was there. Nile Rogers from Chic. Yeah. Uh, Two of the Wainwrights, Martha and and Loudon. That was that was incredible. Uh, Chris Stein from Blondie, which was cool, and I forget about that. But like, my God, like Chris Stein co-wrote. You know, Blondie sold in the tens of millions. That yeah. was uh, and they're brilliant. Uh, so that that was great, and uh, I suppose my time there kind of gave me the confidence to know that, you know, I was good enough to get published. You know. So <clears throat> you're working with the Connacht Tribune, yeah. And then are are you submitting poetry then to these like different reviews and stuff like that at the same time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have been submitting poems and short stories over the years. Uh, got uh, published as the Galway Review, uh, the Irish Literary Review, which is an, an online journal. Um, 
yeah, yeah, and you know, you get more no's than you do yes. Yeah. But, you know, you just kind of have to keep plowing away. Yeah, yeah, so I, I was plugging away. I was, um, I went through periods that were kind of creatively more prolific than others. Uh, and yeah, yeah, I, uh, but it, it was only really in the past few years. I mean, during lockdown that I started really to write more in earnest. And then I realized I have a book. I need to actually put a bit of schmock, as they say, a bit of discipline on myself yeah. and pull this all together and write a book. So would you say, so say for instance, one of the ones you had for the Galway Review mm. was um, the one about the Galway Film Flat. Yeah. And would you say that, that there's a massive um, technical improvement or difference between the books, the, the poetry that you were writing back then and the stuff that you're, was that's in the book now? Uh, I, I, I'd hope so, yeah. yeah. You do hope that you in, improve in, uh, in some ways. Uh, like... Uh, I, uh, I'm proud enough with that poem, but I, I, do, I do think that I've progressed since that. But like, I'll always write about Galway. Uh, so like, uh, you know, um, and I love the flag. I just love that time of year. It's, it's like Christmas, really. I, you know, I'm out and about more. You meet all sorts of people, you know. And one of those nights in the, the, the film flag, I bumped into John Cooper Clark, which was brilliant, you oh, know. Class. He was just Who's like... That? He, uh, John Cooper Clark. Yeah. He's a, an English poet, and he's I think he's in his, he might be seventy now. Very from Salford. In a, he's like a punk. He's a punk. Yeah, poet. kind of punk oh. poet. Oh, you, you see him now a lot on eight out of ten. Yeah. Cats does countdown. Always wearing heard, sunglasses. I, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I suppose England's kind of Ginsburg in a way. England's kind of punk poet. Yeah, um, like he was. Uh, he was out doing performance poetry really before it became this kind of cool chic thing of course he yeah. was going right no this is what I do but he was like he was going on tour with Elvis Costello and The Clash and yeah. like opening for them and opening for The Prodigy he did recently he pro- did he yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and a massive influence like the on the Arctic Monkeys uh, Chicken Town that's a, one of Chicken Town that was in The Sopranos uh, yeah yeah um, so yeah, and but like, yeah, I suppose the poems in this book, I hope, are the, the kind of, yeah, like, as as the, the, the whole, I hope they mark a kind of technical progression Advanced for me. Uh, I like, I got into some writing sonnets and things like that during lockdown, kind of measuring uh, beats and syllables and all that kind of thing that maybe I, I hadn't done so much before I was m- coming more from the free form kind of free form kind of uh, Ginsburg kind of stuff which is amazing and all well and good but I think um, well, giving yourself limits is always great abs- for yeah, yeah. Like pushing through creativity yeah yeah, you know? yeah yeah well I think it's like um, poetry hopefully it is a musical thing but yes. you know music has notes and you know uh, you know a guitar has frets and uh, like yeah, you need to know the 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 structure of a uh, of a thing before you kind of start pulling it apart. I think you know. So, uh, what's your process like then, uh, or would you describe? Where do you get your ideas? Even have a <laughs> huh? Where do you get your ideas? Where do you get your ideas? Is it everyday life? <laughs> um, well, like I suppose my process would be 
so like I, I would maybe concentrate on the work of a particular poet like someone like Cooper Clark or Wendy Cope and go and Seamus Heaney and go, like kind of look at well what are they what are they doing there you know mm. what are they um you know how did they achieve that to the point of like I, I'll write out uh poems by people that I, I like you know physically write them out okay and you know I think Hunter S. Thompson did that with um, The Great Gap- Gatsby yeah he, he wrote the entire thing out to get the kind of the rhythm of it yeah 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 you, you hear people doing that like the Tobias Wolf, I think as well where they write out whole bits of work of Hemingway and stuff like really? that I, yeah I've never heard of yeah. that before I suppose it's like learning a song or something yeah. you know uh, and hopefully that that influence seeps in then and then like, uh, I suppose, you know, I, I'll try to dedicate the first part of my day to doing things like that. And and either something will come or it won't. Uh, but, like, I might find myself kind of about the course of my day and a line will pop in. And then I'll, I'll be like, okay, I got something there. And then the next day, I'll either go home and write it down or, or you know, if I pull over, write it into my phone and then come back and then... then get working at it you know yeah some po- some poems take longer than others some of them just kind of arrive you know which yeah. is great uh you mentioned Hemingway there are you a fan yeah. of Hemingway I I'd like to read more of them than okay. I do I I, I uh I read quite a bit of a movable feast which is magic funnily that's I think that's the one that I haven't read yet yeah uh, I'll I, I, download it yeah uh, and you know I, I just admire how kind of bullish he was yeah. about his writing. Yes, I mean, however he was as a guy, he's another thing. But of he, course. he, um, he, you know, he's admired and kind of extolled as this kind of wild man of literature. But yeah. like, he showed up every day. He did it. Yeah, uh, did he it wrote loads, and he wrote these amazing books. You know, he probably bought like attention to something like the Spanish Civil War when, yeah, you know, America didn't have a clue yeah, about of it, course, yeah, which is yeah. you know, um. Which is amazing, like you know, uh, you know, these days we can, uh, you know, we can highlight awareness and go on social media, you know. But like, he went over to Spain and like started doing that kind of thing. So you know, like amazing. Yeah, so he's a man that uh, pr- um, wrote in a particular time and place. Hemingway. Yeah, mm. yeah. So this book obviously was written in a certain time and place this was during the lockdown that you wrote, wrote a lot of this stuff is that right yeah yeah for sure uh like uh i i i was lucky to kind of hit a purple patch in uh during the first lockdown where is i that, is that like a disease <laughs> get that looked at got an itch <laughs> but um That's just my purple patch <laughs> and, and and i was just like um kind of disciplined about it i was like well you know i can't do much more besides writing yeah. so uh the I, perfect I, excuse to do it and yeah yeah and i i suppose i i i started writing a few poems a week and they were really um did they really started to come you know and do i you started find drink helps what do you find drink helps i uh, uh, well not anymore oh, for me so okay <laughs> <laughs> okay cool uh but yeah and I, I, I found myself writing poems about uh 
you know about people that I I I I might read one yeah. called Reposal. Yeah, please and, do. Yeah. yeah um, and I, I I had write wanted to write about um about about this for a while, but I I, I wasn't sure how because it, you know involved it involves a friend of mine who died. You know, um, and, and died young. I mean, he was the same age as me, uh, and yeah, and it's it was just. Um, but it, it was kind of a niche I had to scratch in that, like, you know, like, I, I think uh, any artist that I like faces up to things like uh, mortality and, uh, you know, uh, like, we accept, or what did you say, we kind of take for granted the fact that we're here and then when when someone isn't, I think I'm. Yeah, I nearly feel kind of duty bound to, or not duty bound, but you know that it, compelled. I suppose. Yeah. To 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 write about uh, things like grief and death. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and this is called Reposal, and it's in from my uh, my self published first book uh, after them. Reposal. Your face did not look like your own. That day was my first in your home. The tie you wore was maroon and white with a thin line of black. We shuffled, cued and stood back. The assembled sorries were off key, but music was never your thing. You knew the whistle's pitch, its attendant silence. Another world I adore, but am not cut out for. Like this scene, this awful tapestry you left us in. Siblings and cousins, I only knew when I stepped inside the bungalow you grew up in. Your mother said my name, sighed it, man, and said it was good to see me. But how could that have been? Your face did not look like your own. That day was my last in your home. Thank you. Nice. Cheers, That's powerful. Thanks. Yeah. And Thanks for reading that. Was that a book, or was that a poem that you came easy to you once you started writing it or was it something that you found more challenge um i i think when the first line came and i realized i wanted to repeat it uh it, it took maybe a couple of days to write the poem but like putting it to paper took took years really i mean it was uh it would it was years after shane shane giblin it was the man in question years after his death that i that i wrote it you know uh but um and it was there as something that i was like as something i wanted to reflect on and mark and stuff like that you know i think uh uh you know i think you think it's good to get into the nitty-gritty of things you know um is, that, is the title of the book after them kind of a reflection of those themes? That's a good question. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think it is. You know, okay. uh, because it's you know when someone that you know dies, you're you're never the same after that. Of course, yeah. And yeah. you're never the same after knowing them. You know. Yeah, they're always uh, living in there though. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The the kind of vivid recollection yeah. that three D thing you have in your head of somebody you know and then it, but it also reflects on you know um other experiences i've had and relationships i've had and 
you know, um, you know, the, the the act of writing in itself is 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 kind of after something. You're, it is, you're, yes, you're, yeah. you're, it's rare enough you're describing something that's actually happening. You know. Yeah. Uh, although there are a few poems that do that. You know, there was a there's a poem in a, that I'm getting a nice feedback from uh, called "No Music, Please." That's about. Uh, uh oh it's it's at one stage did they what and they were trying to open up things but they decided there'd be no music oh, anywhere yeah yeah, yeah. and um Michal martin funny. came out with this awful statement of uh just like nonsensical thing or he said uh um what has traditionally happened in nightclubs will continue to happen and i was like what the hell does he know <laughs> i mean like you know like what the hell does he know like about what traditionally happens in nightclubs he has no idea he, he has no business yeah and it just infuriated oh, like, me never know? been to a nightclub i, yeah. I doubt it i doubt it you know who's the who's the ga presenter with the with the fat head marty marcy he's definitely been in nightclubs absolutely 100 percent. he was in nightclubs this weekend i'm sure and probably he, more than one. Yeah. he's the king of them the king of nightclubs sorry i'm getting off topic you're all good uh yeah yeah so yeah, I feel like I'm going off on a tangent there now. So ask me questions. No, you did it. No, it's, yeah, it was <laughs> describing that, describing the course. Hmm. So um, that one was kind of one that was kind of dwelling within you then for a while. Hmm. Uh, and then you know other poems then were probably more reactionary, like that one, "No Music, Please." Yeah. Or you know some of the other stuff, maybe like negatively Shop Street or. Sure. Yeah. Um, was it the Rage? Yeah. You know, these were ones are more um, recent. Yeah, yeah. If it's a good way to describe it. Do you find that Poetic Galway is dying? Like, Shop Street itself isn't the, what it used to be? Or do you think that's kind of like old man mentality? I, I, I think there's a... I think there's a danger of it yeah. dying, you know? Uh, and I, I'll read that poem, actually, in, in, a, in, a, in a couple of minutes. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's a good question. I, 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 I think so, you know? Like, um, you know, that there is... There is a danger of, of Galway just of, of Shop Street just being like like a big multinational yeah uh, companies that and and nothing else and no character and I think the nail uh, in the coffin for me was the cobblestones once they decided up take them out I was like that's like Pat Coyne's gone <laughs> like Warty Nor is gone. The yeah. cobblestones from the street are gone and it's yeah the, the fact so that they don't get sued. It's like, oh, there's no magic left anymore, you know? So, like, I, I feel like I'm getting that kind of vibes from Galway these days. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, I don't, I don't get this. Like, when I used to stand at the top of Shop Street, I used to yeah. look down it and fucking be in tears. I love yeah. it so much. Yeah. And now I think about Shop Street, I'm like, yeah, fuck it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, You know, and I just, you know, Galway still, ha- still is just about holding on to this kind of bohemian thing of you know music in the streets and that's really important it is and, extraordinarily important you know and like you mentioned you know uh nora who was an amazing character you know oh, one of the and best. that like you know i i think it's really important that galway has you know these kind of characters and you know people that are a bit mad and in, 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 you know like and wild wandering up and down shop street because otherwise it just becomes bland and you know the the thing that people aspire towards in galway it's wildness it's creativity it's busking it's artistry yes that like if that 
gets kind of pasteurized out of the place then it's going to be it's, you I know think it already has been yeah yeah I, I think that Galway is I mean unless it like revives it I think it's it's already gone it's like once once the cobblestones are gone once Pat's gone once Nora's gone yeah it just doesn't feel the same anymore you know well it's gone for you for your generation for me yeah but, yeah, but for, for a younger generation that magic is probably there but probably I hope it is I, I, I yeah. sincerely hope it is that's what I was asking way. is does that sound like old man talk you know <laughs> the town that I loved so well you yeah, know? Yeah. Mid- middle age man talk <laughs> yeah <laughs> 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 yeah but um it just it, it just feels that way anyway yeah, yeah. but uh yeah so this is um this is negatively shop street okay. uh and the 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 poem is dedicated to uh Edo, who's uh Aiden Kern who I'm in a band with and we'd started to kind of try and write songs together during uh during lockdown and email and stuff and this was definitely brought about by that and definitely inspired by someone like John Cooper Clark yes and also a man called Jinx Lennon who uh I would uh uh you know if I could uh if I could prescribe Jinx Lennon I I would I think he's an amazing artist and well worth looking out for okay negatively shop street you say the words banana bread like it's a revolution check your tongue your verbs are wrong man you need elocution where is the Maldron sea salt? Where is the wholemeal flour? The whole world's going gluten-free and getting thicker by the hour. I say the phrase, the printed word, like it's some kind of mantra. The Times looks like a trophy when I'm strutting out a centra. My t-shirt came from pennies, but my runners are free trade. I'm moving like De Niro in the one where he got made. She woke up in Loch Ray, threw her hand across my chest. I just read a novel and forgot about the rest. Her words were an inferno. Our cadence were our own. But my dreams were sleeping elsewhere. I awoke from them alone. We say the word community. We like to say collective. No one's looking for your bio, mate. Or a fucking retrospective. He got published one time and he never let it go. His clothes would speak of London. But his eyes just saw Furbo. They're gunning for the hipsters. They're, they're gunning for St. Nick's. They're carving up our city, those free market pricks. So put a roof on Shop Street. Call it a shopping mall. The planner took a pill once, but he's not your fucking pal. The sign that says a tone, a tone is written on a crooked line. Because the goddess and the guru both know well how to recline. So live your life to meditate. Give it up to mediation. The words we use and learn to love just break our concentration. Yep. That's a brilliant one. Ooh, thanks. Thank you for sharing that. It's a great poem. Yeah. The um, is the, is the title? Uh, I mean, it is. Yeah, it's a reference to Dylan. Yes. Yeah. 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 Was it positively Fifth Street? Is it? It is. It, yeah. Or is it positively Fourth Street? Fourth Street. Yeah. Okay. There was a restaurant in uh, Charlottesville, Virginia, where I lived. That oh, was cool. Named either Fort positively Fourth Street or Fifth Street. Yeah. So I always get it mixed up. Okay. So it's, okay, it's Fourth Street. Okay. Yeah, cool. yeah, uh, and I suppose the tone of uh, negatively th- that that street. song is he's being quite, he's kind of looking at people and saying, oh, you know, you got a lot of nerve to say you are my friend. I mean, yeah. maybe he's looking at it the, the Bohemian scene that he was in and yeah. kind of keeping it at a remove and saying, well, you don't really like. Uh, there's a deeper thing going on, you know, yeah. and uh, yeah. Um, and yeah, like uh, I, I I suppose you know, 
that that there is that concern in the poem of like uh, pasteurizing and homogenizing and just making shop street bland and i think uh you know galway needs to stay daft and mental yeah, absolutely. and you know uh like uh keep keep um I, I, and i i you know keep galway weird yeah do absolutely you know like and, and there, there is there is great stuff happening uh, there's Rodney Owl. There's there's some there's still amazing art. Rodney Crowell. Ro- uh, I know no Rodney Owl. Uh, he's a it's the stage name of a great songwriter called Mark McConville. I think okay, he's great. he's worth yeah. getting in. He's brilliant. Uh, but you know, and there's Pa Reedy, my favorite busker. He's not he's not on Shop Street anymore. He's on the he's on the prom. And you know, the crane is still there. That crane bastion of madness. You know, and it's uh, like you know. Uh, uh, you know, even you know, like I don't indulge myself anymore. But like, it's so important that we we have a city that's you know a place that people want to go to and party and hear music, and you know have the crack because you know there's enough shiny stuff in the world. We need to keep our kind of gritty, grungy, dirty side. Yeah. Absolutely, completely agree, one hundred percent. So. What's planned after this? Do you have anything uh, in the pipeline? Um, I uh, I have written a few more poems. So, you know, I suppose the idea is that, like, I'll write some more and write another book. And now that I've written one and crowdfunded it, uh, that, I, that I'll do that again. You know, I, you know, like, I, I suppose... I feel and I hope that there's another book there. I mean, I uh, I can't say that there is for sure until I have it in my hand. I mean, I felt like that about that book until about a month ago, until I finally got it, even though I knew it, it was written. Yeah, you yeah. know. Uh, but uh, yeah, and yeah, so that's in the pipeline. Um, and yeah, like I did a gig with the the uh, Rolling Stones tribute band, the Strolling Homes that I'm in recently. So you're, you're in you're in a Stones tribute. Band? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Jimmy Jagger. Can you? <laughs> so are, are you are you emulating Jagger? <laughs> I try to, you know. Can you uh, can you give us a bit of Jagger there? <laughs> I do, you know. I, I put a, I put that voice on between songs for the crack, you know. Yeah. Uh, can so you that, give us a bit of Jagger um, vocal? You're putting him on the spot. There. I know. <laughs> That's you have to put him on the spot. <laughs> What's the matter, man? Come around with 12 with some Puerto Rican girls that are dying to meet you. <laughs> there there uh, it is, yeah. There it is. Well done, man. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that, you know, that kind of stuff. And yeah. Um, and I, I I suppose I just need to push the book a bit more, send it around to uh, festivals and kind of independent bookshops and know, let people know that it's out there, you know? Yeah. Well, we'll push it as much as we cool. can on the podcast. Don't you worry. Yeah. So uh, it's available. Uh, it's on sale in Charlie Birds in, in Galway. Yeah, in Charlie's in Galway, in Quinn's shop in Tune. Uh, and you can contact me directly, I suppose. Anybody that's listening to this, uh, I'm on Instagram as Jimmy Hair, J I M I H A I R, and you can you can contact me through that, or you know, I suppose the podcast, and uh, I can send it out to you as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, if you're in Galway, going to Charlie's pick up a few books while you're in there you know no better spot yeah well perfect thanks so much for coming thanks lads yeah thanks Jimmy thanks Levin yeah nice one lads alright sure that's another one done and dusted Uh, check out the pod Uh, are we are we still talking
Yeah. Go on the uh, schnook. Like on the, on the microphones? On the microphones. Okay, all right. <laughs> cool, cool. Watch out. Yeah, so check us out on Instagram at the Schnook Podcast. Check us out on Twitter. Check us out on Facebook. Uh, that's me. That's me. That's Jimmy. That's me. All right, that's Thanks very much. Talk to you soon. Have a good one. Perfect. <laughs>